Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 102, How to Manage a Quick Letdown. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friends. It's Bree, ready to chat with you again today. My baby is napping. I'm in my closet, which means that it's podcast time. I am actually getting ready to leave town. I will already be back by the time this podcast airs. <laughs> it's just a little, just a little getaway. I live in northern Utah. And a couple times a year, we like to travel down to southern Utah. It's totally, totally different landscape there. If you're from Utah, you already know. Um, northern Utah is mountains, you know, four seasons, snow, hot summer, like the whole thing. Down in southern Utah, it's red rocks, it's desert, it's so hot during the summer. It's rarely snows there in the winter. Um, so it just feels like a little vacation to just even go three and a half, four hours straight South, um, to a completely different warm climate. And if we can go anywhere that has a swimming pool, then my kids are set. (laughs) They are good to go as long as they have someplace to swim. So, I wanted to leave you with some words of wisdom before I leave for an extended weekend trip. Um, So I wanted to talk to you today about a fast letdown, a quick letdown, and you might be thinking, what is letdown? (laughs) And that's okay. Um, We're going to start from square one on this podcast episode today. But before we dive into that, I want to read you a quick review. This is from Samantha Sater. She left me a Google review and she said, Hey Brie, I just wanted to let you know why it's feeding journey has been amazing. Thanks to you. We've been smooth sailing on breastfeeding for a while. Never a cracked nipple, no bleeding so far. So good on mastitis and clogged ducts. Thank you for all your help. I know I still have some song, some consults, so if we run into trouble again, I'll be sure to schedule again. Isn't that the best? I love that podcast review, and Samantha, if you listen to this podcast, just send me an email, Brie at Breezy Babies, and I will send you one of my free products, one of my free digital downloads from my website, um, this client was one of my clients who was covered for six free consults on Lactation Network. If you are wondering if you are covered for six free consults, you can always go to my website, uh, Breezy Babies. (laughs) Let me say that again. I started saying my email address, breezybabies.com. And if you click on telehealth or in home, depending on where you live, there's a link where you can click for Lactation Network. They're the ones who do billing for me. And you just put in your insurance information and they send you back an email saying yes or no. If you have Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO or Cigna, then you have a really good chance of being covered. 
Um, I also have the link in the show notes and you get even one free prenatal visit and then you get all the rest after your baby comes. And even if your baby is five months, a year old, I've had clients um, see if they have free consults even when their baby is older because they have questions about biting or starting solids or weaning. And that's all lactation related. So check that out to see if you are covered for free consults as well. I'm telling you, it makes such a difference. My clients that I can meet with six times for consults, they are so much better off um, than my clients that we just meet once or for all of you struggling out there that we don't meet at all. (laughs) That's the really rough time when you're having to go through this alone. Um, so just know that it's, it's hard. You know, there's so many people who are needing help with breastfeeding. So if you are having troubles, um, you're not alone. It's a little bit of a rough road from the beginning, but of course, all this podcast is all we talk about is how to help smooth out some of those bumps in the road. So I'm so glad that you're loving it. I also am excited to tell you that Breezy Babies is continuing to expand and grow. You probably already know I hired another IBCLC onto my team. Her name is Lex. She is a little quiet right now because she just had a baby very, very recently. So she's still doing a couple telehealth consults here and there, but she's mostly snuggling her baby and recovering postpartum. Um, and so if you ever book a consult with Breezy Babies, um, you'll also see her available on the schedule as well. And also I am going to be hiring on an intern as well. So this is someone who is working towards getting their hours, um, to become an IBCLC. It is a lot of work. You guys, you have to do a lot you have to do 95 hours. The, the sort of the, um, qualifications have changed recently. So I believe it's 95 hours now, a specific lactation education. If you're not already a nurse or a dietitian, you have to go do eight college courses. You also have to have, I believe it's still 500 hours of helping families on their lactation journey. (laughs) That's a lot of hours. So this intern that I'm taking on, she has already done her um, lactation um, credit hours. She's already done half the college courses and she is just needing help with um, the 500 hours of helping families with lactation. So if you've already done a consult with me, you've noticed that there's a little box that you can check if you're comfortable meeting with um, an intern when we do telehealth. And that's the reason why, because you'll start to see my intern popping up. So that's so exciting for me because she'll be there to help me take some things off my plate, which I could really use. Um, I went in for acupuncture yesterday and was kind of telling her about some of the GI issues that I've been dealing with and the recovery after having my baby. And she said, do you have a lot of stress in your life? And I was like, um, I have four kids and a business. So yes, (laughs) I do have plenty of stress in my life, but I'm really working on it. So that's one way that I'm trying to take a little bit off my plate. And so anyway, more about that coming on a little bit later. Um, But just wanted to tell you some of that exciting news. 
So here we go. Let's talk about fast letdown, quick letdown. And first we have to start with what is letdown. <laughs> if you don't know what a letdown is, then this podcast episode would be really confusing for you. First of all, I just have to start with letdown is kind of like a sad term. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I have to have this big letdown in order to feed my baby. It's not my favorite word, but it's the only word that we have right now. So that's what we're going to use. So, okay. Imagine with me right now. So imagine a baby coming to the breast. Okay. Latches on. The nipple is stimulated. All those nerves in the nipple send a little signal that triggers hormones to be released into the bloodstream. Now, what hormones are those? Well, there's two of them. Number one is prolactin, which is the milk-making hormone. And number two is oxytocin, which is the love hormone. You probably have heard me talk about this before. Um, oxytocin is not only the love hormone that helps you bond and feel connected to your baby, but it also tells all those little grape-like clusters that hold the breast milk around your breast. It tells those to squeeze and allow the milk to come down and exit out of your nipple. So oxytocin is super important when it comes to breastfeeding. So you need that squeezing. You need the oxytocin telling the squeezing to happen in order for your milk to come out. So that's basically all that letdown means. The milk is coming down from those little clusters that hold the milk down and out the nipple. That's a letdown. So you may or may not feel your letdown. If you're breastfeeding right now, you might be like, oh, I've never felt a letdown before, or maybe I feel it every time. <laughs> maybe I felt it in the beginning right after my baby was born, but I don't really feel it so much now. If you're pregnant, um, you probably don't know how it's going to be for you yet, but just know that about half of my clients feel their letdown and half of my clients don't feel it at all. So whether you feel it or not, you will know that you're having a letdown if you notice that your baby is drinking at the breast, is doing swallows. If you see milk transferring, then you had a letdown. Now, what does a letdown feel like? For most people, it feels like pins and needles, um, kind of like a fullness, a tingling. Sometimes it can be painful and other times it's just a little feeling of um, that milk letting down. So it's totally different from person to person. But um, the important part that I want to talk about today is how you know if you have a fast let down. <laughs> so here's some things that you would notice your baby doing if um, if you saw them doing it the, this at the breast, then you would have a little light bulb going off that, hey, I think I have a fast letdown. Okay, so listen to these things. You may see your baby choking at the breast. You may see your baby coughing at the breast. You may see your baby coming unlatched and gasping for air. You may see milk, breast milk leaking everywhere while you breastfeed your baby. Um, you may even see a different sign such as your baby going through a nursing strike and getting frustrated at the breast and not wanting to come to the breast at all. You might see one of these or you might see all of these. Now, sometimes with some of these um, things that I just saw to watch for, there could be other things going on like tongue ties, lip ties. I'm not going to get into that 
on this specific podcast episode, but I do have a past podcast episode. Um, I don't remember what I called it. <laughs> Something about oral restrictions. Um, but you can scroll back through old podcast episodes if you want to look at that. But what I do want to talk today is how to manage that quick letdown. Because I hear so many people, especially before they breastfeed, they're just like, oh my gosh, I hope that I just have loads of breast milk when my baby is born. I just want lots of breast milk. (laughs) And, you know, while that sounds great in reality, sometimes having so much breast milk and really fast flowing milk can be really overwhelming for your baby. Now I'm going to kind of use, you know, um, oversupply and fast flowing milk, sometimes interchangeably, because a lot of times they do go hand in hand. Um, because a lot of times you do have to have a lot of milk in order to have fast flowing milk. Um, but of course every situation can be a little bit different. So I want you to imagine this with me. Imagine that you are laying flat on the ground and liquid all of a sudden was just pouring down your throat. Now, I'm pretty sure that you would kind of choke, come up for air, try and catch your breath. Um, That would be a normal response, right? (laughs) It's the same for your baby. If your baby is laying down flat and liquid quickly comes down their throat, liquid meaning breast milk while they're at the breast in this situation, then yeah, they, it would be normal for your baby to choke, come off, gasp for breath because your baby's, um, main thing that is most important to them, number one, is breathing. (laughs) It's moving air and then feeding comes second. So, um, you know, breathing always takes priority, which is a good thing. So if you are noticing some of these things with your baby, then you likely have a fast or quick letdown. So there's two things that I want to suggest to you. Um, Slow the flow and get gravity on your side. Okay. So I'm going to kind of break those down. I'm actually going to put them into my top three tips and I'm going to break these down and really explain each one to you. Okay. Um, so let's start number one with slow the flow. Okay. That's going to be tip number one is slow the flow. So like I said before, fast flowing milk, really hard for babies to manage, especially if they have some restriction in their mouth, it's going to be even harder, but just for any normal human, fast flowing milk is hard to control. So what you're going to want to do is slow that flow a little bit. So one tip that I try a lot with my clients is I have them catch that initial letdown, that first flow of milk, that first squirt of milk that comes out the breast. That's usually the strongest. I will have them catch that initial letdown in something like a burp cloth or a haka. If you want to save the milk, you can put it into a haka and save it for later. Um, Or if you already have plenty of milk, you're not concerned about it. You can just catch it in a burp cloth. So the reason for that is that first letdown is the strongest. You have multiple letdowns throughout a feed, but the second, third, fourth letdown is not going to be as strong as that first one. So one tip that you can try is catch that initial letdown and then latch your baby onto the breast after. Also, you may want to think about burping your baby often throughout the feed because these babies tend to swallow a lot of air as they're trying to breathe and eat all at the same time. And you may also want to consider to feed your baby often so that your baby's not hangry when coming to the breast. 
okay? It'll be a little bit more of an enjoyable experience for you both. (laughs) All right, so tip number two is get gravity on your side. So again, laying flat on your back, liquid coming down quick, not a good mix. So what you can do is instead lean back at a 45 degree angle when you're breastfeeding your baby. So instead of your baby laying more underneath you, your baby is instead going to be kind of more on top of you. And that way your baby is going to have gravity on her side so that she can control the flow of milk so much easier than it just pouring down her throat really quickly. So you can lean back with any position. If you prefer a cradle or a cross cradle position, which I find most of my clients really love, um, that's totally fine. Latch on your baby and then just lean back on your bed, on your couch, whatever surface you're sitting on, lean back at a 45 degree angle, have some pillows behind your back to support your back. You can put your feet up, (laughs) make sure that you're super comfy. You can even have pillows to support your arms because your body is going to be supporting your baby. So I like to think of the pillows more as supporting your arms and And you can lean back with any position, even the football hold, any position you can think of, you can lean back and put your baby more on top of you. Some other positions that I really love are the koala hold. This is where your baby's kind of sitting more in front of you or you're more forward leaning. That works really well for fast flowing milk. Um, And I also love side lying. You and your baby are lying side by side, facing each other in bed. And this one can get a little bit messy because the beautiful thing about side lying is all that extra milk that's flowing quickly can just kind of dribble out the side of your baby's mouth so that they can control the flow a little bit easier. So I would recommend laying down a burp cloth or something that can absorb the liquid so it doesn't, you know, drench your sheets. That's not very fun to get into bed at night and find that your sheets are drenched. (laughs) So I would recommend laying down something underneath you first. Okay, tip number three is consider normalizing your supply. Because um, I've had clients even recently who are pumping after every single feed, okay? They breastfeed their baby a full feed and then they pump after the feed. And guess what? A lot of times that tells your body, hey, we have twins. (laughs) Sometimes you can even do this without meaning to is something as simple as using a haka. I have seen hakas in certain situations totally push my clients into oversupply. If you are catching even one to two extra ounces with every daytime feed, that could really be pushing you into oversupply. So a lot of times I work with my clients to normalize their supply. If there's just too much milk, then let's bring it down to a more normal place where your baby's just not drowning in milk and you're not just constantly being a slave to your pump and feeding your freezer. Now, I don't normally normalize supply before six weeks. Sometimes I do it at four weeks, depending on my client and the situation that they're in. Um, And I rarely, rarely would normalize a a supply before four weeks, just because that is still calibration phase where you are telling your body how much milk you need. And so... I really would recommend um, that if you want to normalize your supply, please work with an IBCLC. We look at all the situations. We see where your supply truly is and make sure that you're doing it at the right time and doing it in the right way so that you land in a good spot right 
right in the middle. The best spot to be is just enough breast milk for your baby with a little bit to spare, like a little bit. I'm talking like a half ounce, an ounce, maybe an ounce and a half, two ounces to spare, but anything extra um, is just too much breast milk. Um, another option that you can talk with your IBCLC about, whether that's me or an IBCLC in your area, is something called block feeding. Okay, this is where for one feed you just feed on one breast, and then the next feed you feed on the other breast. Sometimes you even go a couple feeds in a row just on one breast. But again, this is not something that I would recommend for anyone to do without being under the direction and the care of an IBCLC. Okay, a little bonus tip for you. This is not my first choice, but a nipple shield can sometimes be a good fit for some families who are really struggling with oversupply and a fast letdown. Why? That's because the fast flowing milk hits into the end of the nipple shield first and then allows baby to take in what they need without having it flow quickly straight down their throat uncontrolled. <laughs> so if that sounds like it's a good fit for you, again, work with an IBCLC. Sometimes nipple shields can be a lifesaver, but when introduced at the wrong time, they can totally just uh, throw such a wrench into your breastfeeding journey. And Last little thing that I'm going to add in here before I wrap up is if you are dealing with oversupply, quick letdown, you want to be familiar with your breasts. Again, fast letdown and lots of milk, aka oversupply, go hand in hand. So you're going to want to just be familiar with your breasts. Watch for any clogged ducts that are starting because those clogged ducts can lead to mastitis and all that stuff that is not fun. <laughs> not a fun road to go down. So to recap those top three tips for you, if you're dealing with over, um, uh, with a quick letdown and also possibly maybe oversupply is number one, slow the flow. Number two, get gravity on your side. And number three, consider normalizing your supply. Listen, if you need an IBCLC in your life to help take care of your lactation woes, I would love to be the girl for you. I meet telehealth with clients all over the entire world. Um, you can check your eligibility again for free consults through the link in the show notes. And if it's denied, that's okay. I will also send you information about how you can self-pay. You can even pay with a healthcare spending account. And I'm telling you, it is worth every penny <laughs> instead of going through these hard lactation problems on your own, even if they're just small things, it can really help to smooth out those bumps in the road. So there you have it. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You're beautiful. You're a good friend to all. We'll catch you next week, friend. 